0: The Web's Michael Smith. It's episode 130 of the Canes cast, and you know what? What's that? We need to find ways to occupy time and space. You know, you hear that an awful lot, especially when you're in the line of work that the Web's Michael Smith and and I are in. When you ask players, what are some of the keys? What do you have to do? It's always got to take away time and space, and now for a lot of us, It's about filling that time and and space as we wait for things to hopefully get back to to a normal and uh, we can get back to work and everything. But again, the most important thing, and let me stress, be safe, be smart, folks. Do not do anything unnecessary. Please listen to the medical professionals out there that are telling you avoid crowds. Do not gather in places where there are a lot of people Keep your social distancing. I, I know that it, it can be difficult at times, but it's something that's necessary right now because, Michael Smith, I will not take away your phrase that you were, were talking about when we were in New Jersey a, a few weeks ago. And it feels like forever ago. About
1: I think it is forever ago. Flattening the curve. Yep, That's what it's all about. Listen to your medical professionals, which include me and... TV's Mike Maniscalco.
0: No, we're not doctors. We only do that on the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> we only play
1: doctors on podcasts. Exactly. Um, and uh, if you're uh, looking for a way to, to pass some time, maybe crack open a Storm Brew because Storm Brew is the official Keynes beer. It's a crisp, light lager made by our friends at R&D Brewing right here in Raleigh, North Carolina. It's just 97 calories. It's just 2.4 carbs per serving, which makes it both crushable and crispy. And it's the perfect brew for all occasions. Uh it's a sixteen ounce can is five dollars at Cain's Home Games. Obviously we don't have those right now, but
0: hopefully we will in sometime in the future. When we do, economical, tasty, crispy. And
1: crushable. Taste the storm at your local tap room and most major retailers, but make sure you keep uh well, I guess you can't taste uh at your local tap room no. right now. No. But you can still pick it up at your Get local re- retailers. Take it home and enjoy it. Exactly, and taste remember, the storm at home responsibly at a safe distance from
0: others. Economical, e, tasty, t, and then crispy, c. So just storm brew, etc. All you need to know. <laughs> so the new Nick. tagline for him? Uh, yeah, uh, I. Well, the original tagline comes from Jordan Martinook, alternate crispy. captain of the Canes. Yes, very crispy. He's going to join us here on this episode. We're going to try to do our best here. In these times to keep you up to date with the Carolina Hurricanes, with what they're doing, and of course, uh, what we know with the league, but pretty much everybody's operating day to day. This is new for everyone. We're trying to figure it out, but we're also going to be joined by Bill Berniston, the strength and conditioning coach of the Carolina Hurricanes. We will give you those interviews. We hope that uh, you will tune in and, and listen, and, and of course, we thank these two gentlemen for their time today. But Michael, everybody kind of wants to know like, what's going on, what's, what's on the radar and for us, we're just kind of waiting with everybody else. We see this scenario could possibly be happening for the National Hockey League. Is this going to happen? There's nothing official because we don't know. We nope. don't know what, honestly, this the rest of this week is going to look like as far as is there more government shutdown of business and, and locations? Is there more sanctions put on where you can be and how many people can be around? So. Uh, I know that there is a ton of contingency plans being discussed by the National Hockey League, but there is absolutely nothing concrete right now as far as this is where we're going to resume the season. This is where we're going to pick up. This is where we go from here.
1: Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of unknown. Uh, obviously, these are unprecedented times for, for really everybody involved uh, in this situation. It, it feels like it's been an eternity since we've had sports, since we've had hockey, since we've had hurricanes hockey. But it, but it has just been about a week and a half. Um, and since then, obviously, the most important thing is that everybody is staying healthy, um, staying safe. Uh, and from from what we've heard from everybody involved with the Hurricanes, that is the case right now, and hopefully that is the case moving forward. And it's just a matter of now waiting. Uh, it's a, it's. Not very fun waiting around no. and, you know, trying to figure out what comes next and most importantly when it comes next. But eventually things will return to normal. We will have hockey again, we will have Hurricanes hockey again, we will have tailgates and wins and losses and everything that uh we enjoy as sports fans.
0: But now the most important thing is that we're all safe and healthy. But we also have to do our part to make sure that we can get back to these things as quick as possible and make sure that we take care of of everybody. You got to start. It starts at home. Mm-hmm. But by staying at home and it's starting at home, you're helping your neighbor. You're helping their family. You're helping, more important, the medical professionals yeah. who truly right now are the heroes. You know, that word gets used an awful lot, Michael, in sports. Oh, he's a hero, and that's a heroic play now uh, the heroes are the ones who are doing their best to yep. make sure that this coronavirus does not spread any further so we can get back to gathering at PNC Arena or in these arenas and watching sports and and getting back to you know being upset why did the ref make this call or you know being happy why that puck went in the net and that's what we all want to get back to and closer to but we got to do our part and make sure that we get there. And Michael and I will continue to try to do our part as long as they tell us we can do Kane's Cast. We're going to keep doing this for you. So, yeah,
1: I don't know, you know, what all we'll have to talk about, but we'll find some interesting people to talk to about yes. things like and, Jordan Martinook and Bill Bernest, Right. And then we'll continue to talk about things that might not be entirely hockey, but uh, we'll try to keep it as hockey centric as possible. Well, maybe, as long as we know
0: that uh, this man. This is Bill Bernston coming to you live from the Kane's locker room. Well, maybe not live right now, but no, uh no. He's, nobody's Nobody's here. coming to us from the Kane's locker room right now, but no. if he's listening, we we're still going to have to Let me guess what he's going to tell us. Stay on our line. I hope
1: he's listening cuz he's on this episode later.
0: Well, let's find out what some of those interesting people are doing right now. Joining us on Kane's Cast is Hurricanes alternate
1: captain, forward Jordan martin Oak. Jordan, uh how's everything going? Uh, going as
2: good as as good as you can i guess so um yeah just if i i ended up coming back to canada and in two weeks of isolation so as uh the days are starting to blend together and you're doing the same stuff every day and trying to keep a uh, one-year-old busy is uh we're (laughs) we're doing our best
1: yeah absolutely and it's uh it's kind of funny, too, because you, you say the days start to blend together. It's kind of like that for us in the season. It's either a game day or, a not, or it's not. I don't know if it's like that for, for you guys. But but now it is starting to just run together to where, I mean, the only reason I know it's Monday is because we're recording this podcast and talking to you.
2: Yeah, the only reason I would know it's uh, Monday is because we are counting down the days so we can uh, see our our extended family and uh knows maybe by the time our two weeks is up they they'll be harsher or stricter regulations on what you can do but um uh, you know we're, we got a calendar and count down how many or the days until until our 14 is
0: up well it's an extended marty minute here uh, or Martinuk <laughs> minute i mean we we've really truly never agreed on what that name should be here on Kane's cast but uh, jordan as far as like you say, getting into a routine, how difficult is it when you're in the routine of the season and then all of a sudden, for you, it's everything's up in the air? Does it kind of throw things into chaos, or are you looking at this as like, I get to spend two weeks with my family, with my wife, with Chase, and the dog that I normally would not get at this point in time?
2: I I think you, obviously, whenever I can spend more time with them, I'm thankful for it, but obviously, under these circumstances, I would, we were pretty excited to be in the playoff push, and I felt like the last little while there, we just kind of found our groove, and the guys were gelling, and everything was kind of coming into our own, and then all of a sudden, the kind of carpet gets pulled out from under you, and then you don't know what you're doing, if you're... um, And then when they did do the, I guess the, I don't know, whatever they're calling it, it's like, well, how long is this going to be? And then when you hear the stuff like every day you're hearing that, um, like government agencies are shutting stuff down. So then you're, you're like, okay, well, we're not coming back for this long, this long. And then it's, uh, it's just trying to figure out how to keep yourself going, I guess, and not knowing. It's, it's, uh, uncharted territory for everybody, but definitely for us, being how we were at the kind of finish, almost the finish line of the season, and now it's just blank. You don't really know what to do.
0: Well, let's go back and, and try to put some smiles on some folks' faces. Those last three games that the Canes played, what was it that fell into place? I, I know that it's after the trade deadline. Some new faces were in the lineup, but it just seemed that Islanders game, the Penguins game in particular, and then the third period against Detroit, you guys were really starting to play maybe your best hockey. What was it uh, about that stretch where the team really found its groove? Well, I think the
2: the Islander game, it was just, Everybody kind of knew this. Obviously, the Philly game before we just I I think we just couldn't get anything generated, and then we went to the we went to Long Island there, and I think we had lost three or four in a row, and everybody kind of looked at themselves and said, "Okay, if we don't get our uh get our get get it together here, we're not gonna be we're not gonna be around come April come April." So. Um, everybody just collectively kind of said, "This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna we're gonna just put our best foot forward moving forward." And um, obviously, the Islanders game was um, intense. It was playoff like, and I think that kind of brought the best out of everybody. And then we just carried that uh, momentum into Pittsburgh.
1: And you know, I I think the new guys. Uh, acquired at the trade deadline, kind of settled in around then too. How big was it to see Vincent Trocek, uh get his first a, as a Hurricane in such a big game on Long Island?
2: Yeah, yeah. He had, uh, just from talking to him, you could tell he was he. He just he wants to contribute, and he he was getting his chances. He just hadn't uh, hadn't got one, and then obviously that was a that was a good time for him to get his first one and uh, got us the win and. Kind of propelled that three game streak that we were on there.
1: So since uh, since the pause started um, just over a week ago, what have you been doing to uh, try to stay sane? I won't even say stay busy because I don't I don't know if it's possible to stay busy. But what have you been trying to do to to stay sane?
2: Um, we go go on a lot of walks when it's uh, not not cold. I haven't really been back here at this time of year uh since i started playing pro hockey so um I'm, I'm kind of uh acclimatized to the southern temperature so i'm whenever it's uh, a decent temperature outside we get out and we go for walks and um we're dressed a little different than a lot of people here because we're in full winter gear and they're in hoodie. but um yeah try and get outside as much as you can and um i went i went. Uh, Kept my social distancing, but I was out at uh, the lake that my parents go to and I was skating uh, a little bit. So I'm trying to, trying to stay a little busy. And obviously with, uh, with a one year old, that's, uh, that always keeps you, keeps you busy. So, um, yeah, it's just trying to, trying to keep your, your head sane and just do, do as much, much stuff as you can without, um, I guess impacting other people.
0: All right, how much are you enjoying your Instagram videos and how much thought is going into them, Jordan? Because, I mean, you, you have a bit of a theatrical background. The push up video was framed like a Scorsese movie. You had the dog, you had Chase behind you, you do the push ups. It was like it was perfectly set. <laughs> well,
2: I'm, I'm private on Instagram, so I don't know how many people are going to see that. You're a, you're a select few, Greg, because you're a good friend of mine. But, uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we me and me and Gus, my bulldog, um, we're playing mini sticks. He's nuts about any stick, uh any vacuum, anything that kinda of goes on the part he goes berserk about and he uh he got himself a little worked up and his tongue was almost touching the roof and um we thought it was a little funny if he was sitting beside me while I was them. and <laughs> And uh, then Chase was in the back, kind of just doing his thing. And then he looked around and was like, oh, what's that doing? And then decided to cheer me on.
1: How challenging is it uh, right now just to, with all the unknowns, with the unknowns about when the season might return, when hockey might start again? How challenging is it just to try to stay in shape and 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 stay about uh your conditioning and and making sure you're you're maintaining game shape because as you mentioned you're going down the stretch of the season and then all of a sudden boom everything just stops
2: well i i i don't think you can stay in game shape just because i don't think anybody um really has access to skating and obviously the even if you are skating you can't really mimic what what even a practice or anything is, but you just try and try and do as much as you can and keep your cardio up. And um, we have Phil Bernison, our strength coach. He's reached out to everybody and kind of set up little programs with whatever you have available to you in your in your house and what you can uh, what you can use. And um, guys, just gotta it's you can't you can't be going every day because and burn yourself out In case we are ready to come back you got to kind of plan find your days accordingly and just try and do your best to, to stay stay sharp
0: how much you stay in contact with the other guys is there i hate to put it in these terms jordan but is there like a text chain is there something going on how much do you get in contact with the guys or is it kind of a, a chance to hit a mental break for everybody
2: uh, yeah, we've, I, we got a group chat and we got a group Snapchat. So I feel like everybody, everybody kind of is checking in on everybody. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, I, and then guys text each other and just talk. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's definitely different though, because we're not in the, all in the same place. Everybody's kind of scattered around now and, uh, just try and, try and keep in contact, keep each other positive and have some fun and have some laughs. When we get back on, hopefully uh, sooner rather than later, then we'll, we'll be in tune with each other.
0: Well, We know that you're a pretty good hype man before the guys take the ice. I didn't know you were psychic. How did you call Morgan Geeky start to his career? I mean, you're a big reason why he's gotten off to this just red-hot start in his NHL career, Jordan, but uh, one, what is it about how he fit into this locker room, but two, how he stepped into an NHL team like this and, and performed the way that he did? And I know it seems like forever ago, but it was just about a week and a half ago. Yeah, no, that's,
2: that's impressive. i I. I said that I've been, uh, played with a couple guys, uh, at their first, first games and I was a part of their first points or first goals. So it's just something, something I said to kind of ease, ease the nerves a little bit. <laughs> um, actually, my, one of my, when I scored my first goal, I had, a uh, Steve Downey, um, he played for Philly, played for Tampa and he was with me in Arizona and he said that to me. So it kind of stuck and, um, it, it, uh, I, he, I wanted to say something to him, and um, Calvin DeHaan used to say, "This is don't be nervous. It's only the best league in the world." And I felt <laughs> like that, that almost made guys more nervous. <laughs> um, I uh, I just try to keep him keep him light, and um, and obviously, yeah, he's he's had an unbelievable start, and it's been fun to watch
0: him. Jordan, thanks so much for taking the time for joining us. Uh, we know again, it's this is uh, a different thing for all of us, but we really appreciate it. Uh, Keep, uh, keep safe, keep the distance. Hopefully that two weeks will be over before you know it. And we really do appreciate it. And we want you to stay crispy. So if you need, if you need a supply, let us know. We'll talk to some people.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I will. Thank you. Thank
0: you.
1: Our thanks to Jordan Martinuk for taking time out of his Monday morning to join us on Keynes cast and keep everybody abreast of how he's doing, how his family's doing, Um, what he's been up to in this time away. Obviously, you heard he's back in Canada now. Uh, The players, as of last week, we discussed on the podcast, being allowed to return to their homes uh, while this situation plays itself out. Uh, So he's back in Canada now, but good to catch up with him. And, uh, you know, just get a sense of normalcy back and talk a little bit of hockey and, um, you know, just make sure that, that he's doing well, and it sounds like he is.
0: Yeah. And it's—I don't know about you, Michael. I was very much comforted by the fact when he's like, "Yeah, we're—we've got group texts going on, group chats, yeah. and all of those things." This is a close team. This is a tight knit team, and I'd like to see where this team's able to go if, if and when we pick up with the rest of this season. But with leadership like Jordan Martinook and and what he brings to this team and uh, keeping them together, I'm, I'm not too worried about that at all. But there are a few things that we can be worried about if you're a player because you don't know like we could say tomorrow yeah the season's on or it's canceled or whatever but you have to stay in shape so there's clearly somebody we have to talk to about what do the players do right now how do they get to this point because I know that you're on Instagram you're on Twitter you're everywhere you are the gem of the internet. That's why you're the web's Michael Smith. But I'm kind of enjoying these uh, videos that Andre Svechnikov is putting up. You know, the 10-touch challenge with the, the toilet paper and the sticks and everybody, yeah. you know, going around the league. And it's kind of good to see that community kind of tie into each other. But there's it's keeping yourself busy, which is something you have to do.
1: Yeah, and you can clearly tell that everybody is bored. Out of their minds. Or reaching it. Getting there. <laughs> yeah, Not there yet. Getting there.
0: But somebody who's never bored
1: is Bill Berniston, and he joins us now.
0: Carolina Hurricanes strength and conditioning coach and regular to this show, Bill Berniston, joining us here. And, Bill, uh, we wish that we'd be talking about how to stay fresh during the playoffs right now, but as we know, that is not possible with everything that's going on in the outside world. But, one, we appreciate that you are taking the time to join us. And, and two, how are you? Are you safe? Is the family okay? Is, is everything as normal as you can make it right now?
2: Yeah, Mike, we're, we're all doing well. Family's doing great. Um, you know, obviously having a couple of teenagers in the house, um, you know, has some challenges. Uh, but kids have been great. Um, you know, I think once they maybe get to some online schooling, it might, uh, it might help a little bit. But other than that, um, you know, we're doing great. You know, we're making the best of, of what we can. You know, there's certain things that we always talk about in the sports world regarding controlling what you can control, and, and certainly that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to make sure that we um, you know, maintain social distancing and making sure that we wash our hands and all those kinds of things and making sure that we're exercising every day, eating appropriately, and just trying to control what we can control.
0: Well, with that, Bill, how do you approach this? Because we don't know how this is, is going to play out. It is literally day-to-day. When you talk to the players, when you talk to the players, are you approaching this as this is an off-season routine you want the guys to be on to stay in shape, or do you got to maintain some kind of semblance of of in-season kind of workout if that's possible?
2: Yeah, like I think it's um, I think that's a great question. I'll, I'll kind of tell you how we approached it. Um, first off, you know, before when, when we were in New Jersey and we got word that um, this season was going to go on pause. I didn't even make it to the team bus before, you know. Rod More was asking me what the plan was, or at least, you know, start thinking about it um, and, and come up with something to keep our guys in shape and ready to go. Uh, obviously, there's so many unknowns out there, uh, so it's difficult to do. But i are certainly, um, you know, able to uh, take care of I'm Sorry about my dog here, guys.
0: No, hey, the dogs have got to be wondering what's going on too, Bill. So we're okay with that. Yeah,
2: it's. It's a it's a watchdog, and I'll tell you what she's the most vicious lab I've uh, I've ever seen. So, um, but from from that standpoint, Mike, so so Rod said, you know, make sure you come up with a plan. So, I would say, you know, within a day, uh, myself and Ryan Wasaki, uh, who's their head strength coach down in Charlotte, um, we were able to have, you know, our plan, um, you know, in place or at least temporarily in place. So what that means is we we set out a a program for our guys based on the fact that no one would have any exercise, right? So, and and that we would all be inside our houses and our apartments and things of that nature. So we actually um, designed that program. We got that sent out to them, uh, at least as a starter. And then as the week progressed, uh, we actually Inventoried every single one of our guys, particularly when, when the league said, Now you can go back home. You know, uh, players didn't have to stay in their home cities. So uh, myself and Ryan inventoried all our guys, uh, in both our NHL and our AHL roster. Ryan took care of the AHL guys, I took care of the NHL guys, um, contacted them. I had some FaceTime um, chats with, uh, with our captains and uh, just kind of came up with a plan. So, what we did was uh, we went to an online platform where we were able to individualize programs for each of our guys based on the equipment that they had uh, in their houses or their apartments. So, that ranged from guys having absolutely nothing to guys that are, you know, have, um, you know, full gyms. So, to answer your question, how do we approach this? Um, we're not approaching it as our off season only because there's still a chance here we're going to play. Um, however, you know, as time progresses, um, we might need to make some changes to that. Even in fact, even if we do um, play and it's going to be months out, we, we, we need to approach it a little bit differently. So we're constantly evolving in our in plan. Um, but each player does have a plan right now. They have uh, an app that they use, and their workout is on there, and we try to keep guys connected as as best we can. I'm constantly text messaging, sending them out uh, information. Uh, I don't want to overwhelm because at some point, you know, they're going to turn that off, right, and just say, okay, enough is enough, but we're trying to engage our guys make sure that um, we're holding them accountable, Uh, and they're holding us accountable to make sure that we're we're writing up programs and, and we're Taking their their health and their well being as well as their uh, strength and conditioning needs into into, to, um, into play here. So I'm not sure if I completely answered your question on that, Mike. But um, you know that's that's where we are right now. I
1: think that was a very thorough and complete yeah. answer. Um, when yeah. you when you set out to to set up these programs and um, you know approach this incredibly unique situation, how difficult was it to map? something out, considering all of the unknowns and considering every guy is in a different situation like you mentioned?
2: Well, I think, like the, the online platform um, that we're using, you know, I immediately reached out to, um, you know, to a, a company that um, does this, and, and they were unbelievable. They, they jumped on board with us, they helped us out, and, uh, you know, hopefully... We'll continue our relationship with that company in the in the future. Um, but just that having that online, you know, ability to um, get programs out to guys and to individualize them and relatively, you know, not have to spend, um, you know, a, a day and a half on each guy just because of the ease of, of the platform that we're using. We're able to, you know, cut and paste and, and create workouts uh, for each one of them. Uh, that's really. I, I don't want to say it was difficult. It took some some time, and it, it obviously took some thought. And mm-hmm. with the help of uh, Ryan Wasaki, we were able to to come up with a pretty good plan and, and get it out there.
1: Whenever hockey does return, whether it's in a couple of months or even further down the line, how critical is that training camp period going to be? Uh, to get guys up to speed because they're going to be going they were going at 100 then all of a sudden it dropped to zero and then the ask of them is to to get it back to 100 so how are you going to approach that period uh, and I know it might be tough to project right now because you don't know how long that's going to be but just how critical is that stretch going to be to make sure guys are back uh, and, and ready and in game shape in time for the restart of the season or the playoffs or however this plays out.
2: Well, Mike, you know as well as I do, um, the only way to really get guys into game shape is obviously playing games, right? Mm. But uh, how close can we get them to to that set of shape? It it all depends on when we can start skating, because no matter what we do in the gym, I don't think we can ever simulate what what occurs on the ice. Um, You know, we try to. We try to train those energy systems and things of that nature, but, um, you know, it, it gets difficult. So... We need to be able to get on the ice, and once we're on the ice, so that that time frame that you're talking about becomes very important. And I think it needs to be, you know, somewhere between seven and ten days. if not longer, um, depending on if they've been on the ice prior to that. But almost that little training camp time is going to be extremely important to crank up our workloads, right? We talk about workloads all the time. Guys can be at risk, you know, when they're Workloads are too low and they can be at risk when their workloads are too high. But uh, in my opinion, and actually what the research will tell us too, is that some of the greatest risk is our spikes in training, right? So when, as you said, when we go, you know, from, from zero to a hundred, that's where your highest risk of injury is. So ramping them up and and getting that gradual return is, is super important.
0: Bill, we talked to Jordan Martinuk and he mentioned how you're making sure that the guys stay in the loop and how the players are actually still talking to each other. But how often are you talking with athletic trainer Dougie Bennett? How often are you talking with the other members of the staff, the nutritionist, everybody else to make sure that you guys have a plan moving forward? And, and I, I hate to ask this, but does it change day to day or is there like, okay, this is what we're doing for this week? We follow this plan. Or do you have contingencies based off of what's going on?
2: Yeah, well, you have to be able to be flexible. You have to be able to, you know, change with uh, with the information that we receive. But for the most part, you know, our, our plan right now, to be, be completely honest with you, our program that, that Ryan and I sent out was a six-week six program that will actually progress. But we can stop that at any time and make a change to it. Uh, you know, if guys... Uh, start moving home, and they start getting into their home gyms. Or, in fact, um, you know, if we can actually get them into uh, a gym, that might, uh, or that will definitely change, you know, our approach to things. Uh, it doesn't look promising, obviously. Um, you know, here in in the Raleigh area, they they just closed down all gyms, rightfully so, right? We need to make sure that we maintain uh, our social distance and and make sure that we're not spreading this thing. So. Um, once the, they have access to other equipment, we'll make some changes on the fly here. Um, but with that being said, I, I, Doug and I have daily conversations, um, whether that's through text, through FaceTime, or you know on the phone. Um, we're in constant contact. And then as far as our staff is concerned, um, Ryan Wasaki and myself are, are pretty much uh, every day or every other day having conversations regarding strength and conditioning, making sure that we're all on the same page. Uh, Just this morning, we had a conference call right before you called with our entire staff, right? So all the athletic trainers, all the strength coaches. So uh, Tristan Simmons was on that call with us as well, just so that we're all on the same page and we're we're pulling on the rope in the same direction, uh, which is important. So we need to make sure that we stay connected as a staff. We need to make sure that we stay connected with the players, and the players need to stay connected as well.
1: Sounds good, Billy. Uh, you're staying busy or as busy as we can be at a time like yeah. this. Uh, hope you stay healthy, hope your family stays healthy and uh, hopefully we can talk about uh actual hockey here in the in the near future.
2: I hope so, guys. you know um, you know it's interesting right when we're putting these situations the things you know that I miss the most are the people mm-hmm. right I miss going to the to the rink every day and seeing you guys seeing the players interacting. Um, I think our lives are full with what we refer to as relationships, right? And when we, some of those are, uh, you know, when we're inhibited by things such as uh, viruses or what have you, it, it kind of distances us. So, miss you guys, and hopefully we'll we'll be able to connect and talk to you soon.
0: Yeah, miss you too, Billy. Absolutely, Billy. It's it's really not the same, not having you tell us in person how much you you hate uh, us talking about movies which we might have to talk to at the end of this conversation.
2: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, Mike. I would just stay, uh, stay in like our stay lane. lane and just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, please.
0: <laughs> you know, we're just trying to win the day, Billy. That's all we're trying to do. Yeah.
2: Hey, we're all trying to go 1-0, boys. Let's keep it going.
0: 1-0. Thanks, Billy.
2: All right, boys. See ya. Thank you. you.
1: Our thanks to Bill Burniston, a fine guest of this podcast, and a regular, he- I think we can call him.
0: I think he now has the most appearances on Kane's cast. I think he is now the record holder. Mm, that
1: Was that his third? I think it's his fourth. His fourth? Oh, we'd have to go back and look. It's, it's close between him and John Forsyth. I'm pretty sure John's been Willis. on. Yeah, Shane's been on a few times. Those three are up there. Yeah. Those three are
0: regulars on In- the pod. And judging by your response, Trip Tracy needs to. He apparently needs to be a regular. Maybe we'll have him on soon. Maybe he gets his own. Do we get credit for like spinoffs, like TV shows? I think so. We, we, uh,
1: executive producer titles yes, exactly. are automatic. Done. So if, if, if Trip Tracy starts a podcast, Tripping Out, Tripping Out, Taco Bell take with oh. Trip Tracy. You know, whatever. Sponsor's already built
0: in right there for it.
1: Exactly. It. It's it's in the title. Uh, we're executive producers by default. Oh, absolutely. Which means we get a cut of that sweet, sweet Taco Bell money.
0: He also runs past almost every tweet he puts out now through me, you, or Mike Sundheim from he, the Carolina Hurricanes.
1: He's a responsible user of Twitter.
0: Oh, and seeing we're speaking of John Forslund, can we say congratulations? John has made it past his he's two sweet. weeks. His two weeks of self-quarantine, uh, I By actually free, had a, I yeah, mean, he's... Allowed to mingle with his family again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I actually had a text with John the, uh, this morning and, and told him, you know, hey, congratulations and hope he's doing well. And he says he's doing well. That's good. He said the, the, the hardest part, and I, I know that this is different yet similar, the hardest part when you're going through any medical situation and I kinda know this from earlier this year, Michael, mm-hmm. is the not knowing yep. is far worse than what the knowing can be because at least you can confront it that way. So right. you know, John, it can get back to some whatever normal is right now, some semblance of normal.
1: Yeah. So for basically two weeks, almost two weeks, he was, yeah, you know, alone. Yes. Not knowing, you know, what would come next or if he would develop symptoms or anything. Uh we'll have to have him on and get his thoughts of yeah. Of the whole process and how it played out. But the good news is he's good to go. Um, Symptom-free. Yeah. The, the, The hotel in Detroit, very clean. Yes. Responsible. Yes. That's good.
0: All right. I have a question for you. Yes. And I'm going to try to avoid going on a rant after I ask this. If you like it, you can take it. If you don't, oh. send it right back. It's not that. It was actually oh. a legitimate question. Oh, okay. but Okay, shoot anyway. But I'll give you one of those because I actually had one in my back pocket for you. Okay. We're going to go right from if, when the NHL resumes for this season. We're going to go right to the playoffs. And we're, again, this is not based on any insider information. Week? Yeah, but I think we can do this every week now.
1: <laughs> my answer's the same as last week. Yes, but with the caveat that they'll have to expand the playoffs in some fashion
0: i this is just so you know this is going to be my like it take it
1: okay for every week yes (laughs) from here until we know what's next
0: and uh, i mean we have to save a couple of things that we uh we get into this but if it does become just a playoff format here's the uh the like it take it okay The Canes are one of the top four teams in the league based on let's just start in the playoffs with how they're built. And they might get Dougie Hamilton back.
1: Oh, they will have Dougie Hamilton back, and they'll have Sammy Votnin, who we haven't even seen yet. They'll have James Reimer. They'll have Randy Zingle, who missed the last couple of games with an upper body injury. They'll have a full complement of players, and I really like their chances uh, in the Eastern Conference. Now, when you look at how they stack up against the two teams – which I think maybe are the best in the east, Boston and Tampa Bay. W- only one of them is going to get out of that division. Yep. Uh,
0: assuming the things Kings are don't structured, play, yeah, don't play Boston or Tampa in the first round. I got you.
1: Those are the two biggest hurdles for the Hurricanes. Um but when I look at how they stack up against teams in the metro, I
0: none of those teams really concern me. Just this is one great just to talk hockey, but I think a layoff like this hurts a team like Boston because they they got to play. They got to, you yeah. know, they, the way that they're constructed, they're a bit of an older team to all of a sudden just be thrown into a, a playoff series. That might be a little bit bit shocking for them. Now, they're a great team. Don't get me wrong. And they have perhaps the most balanced line that we've seen in hockey in any era with Patrice Bergeron centering Brad Marchand and, and David Posternock. but... Yeah. You know, Canes have young legs, can get going quicker. Uh, Tampa is a team, I don't know what the layoff's going to do for Tampa. Like, that's the the funny thing. I think the layoff is going to be an equalizer if we just come back and say, here comes the playoff. Yeah, but I
1: think then the, the, the thing that then puts teams ahead of others is just the raw skill and raw talent. And the Hurricanes certainly have that, which is why I believe they will fare pretty well against teams in the Metropolitan Division. I still... I uh, am concerned about Boston and Tampa just because of how talented and how strong those yep. teams are. Not physically strong. I mean, obviously physically strong, but just very hard to play against. By the way,
0: you getting on me for a like it, keep it question is humorous. <laughs> just that's true <laughs> i'm just putting that one out there
1: well it's you're gonna have the same one and i'm also gonna have the same one <laughs> which is gonna be none at all
0: <laughs> exactly so he, i've come into this you have the time to think up of a question and i know that you're not yeah so if, i'm just gonna go to the default well if you're not going to i'm just gonna keep going with this i think my answer is gonna probably stay the same too yeah. but
1: here's an interesting, you never know though here's an interesting proposal to consider that uh was discussed last week yep um and it is pretty radical yeah and different than what we've ever seen before but again these times are unprecedented so here's a rumored player proposal training camp in early july yeah so that's the period of getting back to to speed getting ready to play games again after a prolonged period by the way away. the source
0: for this is just so people know that we're not making this up
1: well it's tsn yes
0: it's been it was widely
1: reported last week you can find it wherever uh so then playing out the rest of the 2019-20 season in late july that i think is going to be the most difficult part to arrange because you have to have building availability in 31 cities for 10 to 15 games for every team um you basically have to construct a new schedule uh for every team that that part's going to be difficult but uh, we'll get into that uh, playoffs August to September, squeeze an off-season into October, draft free agency, all that, and then begin 2020 21 in November. Yep. I think that's that's much. It's yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's and, a lot. And, it, and it would be chaos in October when you're fitting draft, you're fitting free agency. You're fitting basically an entire summer's worth of off season into a month. Now the argument will be, well, we'll have our usual offseason now from March to But it's June, not. You're picking up not. a
0: season to then right. go right into another season. One what I don't like about that proposal is the immediacy of seasons over, next season begins. Like yeah. thirty days is not enough for players who've been playing, even teams that were eliminated. at, you know, the end of July for August, like having September, September, October is not enough, right? It's it's not for a lot of players to come back from. And there's just a lot of things about that plan that I saw outlined that I'm like, no, if you're going to do this, then just come back with the playoffs and, and figure out some way to do that. And then July and August are the playoffs and then take September and October off.
1: Yeah the The main thing the NHL doesn't want to do, and they've said this, is they don't want to impact the 2020 twenty 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 one schedule. They right. want to play a full eighty two games. Now, that might be out of their control. like you know, it, if it reaches a situation where, um, where this is still a an international health yeah. crisis months from now, that might be totally out of the NHL's control. But as it stands now, the NHL wants to play a full eighty two game yep. season. Next year. And so, in order to do that, they have to figure out how to properly wrap this up without affecting that. Now, you could easily start next season later. That's not a problem. Get rid of all star weekend, play a little later than your usual June, and eventually everything will catch up and and be normal once again. But trying to finish the regular season and, and squeeze playoffs in seems a bit
0: much. If you go with that plan, I don't know if this will be popular, but if you want everybody to see everybody, you can put together a 60-game schedule where you play everybody once, and I mean everybody, Mm -hmm. and then you can – I don't even want to get into altering playoffs or things like that. Or you could go back to what we saw the one lockout season. The East plays the East. The West plays the West, and then you go from there with a shortened season. I know everybody wants to kind of see 82 games and you want to be part of that but if we're talking about this season not ending until September yeah yeah no you you cannot come right back and play 82 off of that yeah and, and say that this is the right thing to do by the players and for everybody else that's involved with it
1: yeah there there's so many questions and so many unknowns and 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 a lot of it deals with just not knowing when it's going to be safe to gather again, because if the NHL gets back together, starts games again in a month or two, and you have one person test positive, one player, one staff member, whatever, then you have to shut the whole thing down again, because then it becomes again, a problem, a a, a crisis. So you have to, we have to reach the point where this is no longer a, a concern to where you have you have it spreading as easily as it's spreading now i don't know when that's going to be um you know as of last week we discussed it the cdc banning large gatherings for two months that's what we're sort of operating on right now that's probably best case scenario for for when the nhl could return same thing for the nba the nba is in the same boat the mlb has postponed the start of their season All the sports leagues are in the same boat and we're kind of waiting and seeing. And this proposal that we talked about is just one of, I assume probably tens of proposals that they're going over because they have to look at what's best. How best do you wrap up this season? Like if, if you're not just going to say, okay, that's the season, no playoffs, no Stanley cup. That's just the way it is. If you're not going that route, which is what the NCAA did with the basketball tournament, then how, how do you properly put a bow on it? So there are multiple different scenarios, I'm sure, that that they're looking at. Anything from jumping straight into the playoffs, jumping straight into the playoffs, and, and altering the, uh, uh, the look of them, finishing the regular season, finishing the regular season with an abbreviated schedule. So many uh, proposals and um, scenarios. And any one is not going to be perfect. That's the thing. There, there, there's going to be a team or teams that suffer yep. no matter what the league chooses to do. But I think we're all in agreement that we'd like to see closure closure to the season. Yeah. We don't want just some just kind to, of
0: ending to the season, right? Not just it's over. Yeah. And so,
1: and, and in doing so, some teams are going to get, uh, screwed, I guess is the easiest way to, I don't know if yeah, no, the right no, word, you, but. you
0: say that, but I, okay, I'm going to go, not on a rant on that, but you set me up for something pretty good, which is if you look at where the standings are right now yep. and we just jump right into the playoffs, then I'm sorry if you are on the outside right now. You're on the outside. I, I, I don't have this sympathy gene in me to say if you're the 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th seed going, well, you really got hosed out of a chance of winning a title. Mm-hmm. Because you're not in that top three or four. Yeah, Those are the teams you look at when you talk about winning championships or how they're built or what they do. I always look at those teams first. Now, the beautiful thing about sports, anybody can beat anybody, but that's more of a one-and-done playoff scenario in a series, and it's the reason why the NBA and the NHL both expanded from a best-of-five in the first round to a best-of-seven. Because why does baseball still do best of five in first round? That makes no sense. Pitching, I guess you got arms that you've got to take into consideration now. Uh, plus, the season is 162 games it's to long. begin with. Yeah. So, you know, seven game series. If you do three seven game series, that takes forever. I mean, and we're even talking about longer than that now. Uh, and I'm not including the the one and done playing game, which I'm fine with because. Everybody, yes. who, okay, gosh, I'm going to start going off on a rant here. I mean,
1: it, it would still be ideal probably to see it be a three-game sure. series, but you're still giving a team that otherwise wouldn't have had a shot a shot. But
0: my thing with the play-in game, you know, the, the first one, yeah. however you want to look at it is, there are, there are ways around it. Now, in the NCAA tournament, the thing that bothered me about the NCAA tournament was when they, they put in the play-in games, Those teams were teams that won their conference tournament or lived up to the criteria to get into the 64, not the 68 when they did that, the 64. And then you have them going to Dayton, which I'm sure is lovely. I've never been. Me neither. But it's uh, on the way to Marion. Yeah, you had those teams going to Dayton for the right, because you go back to it, to go get slaughtered by the number one seed. That's how those those were played. Remember, they were putting in you know all those teams. I you don't deserve to be here. You're going to go in there, and right. that's what you're going to do. Hey, they avoid all
1: those controversies
0: this yeah. year. That that I didn't care because a play in game should be for the teams. You didn't win your conference. You want to get in the tournament? Well, we're going to have a play in game for you, and then you get it. And then they actually right. started doing that right. So, so if they
1: have some sort of play in contest for the the playoffs, yes, I one think game. it would have to be. Men. I don't have a
0: but I don't have a problem with one game.
1: Right. One game between a couple of teams on the outside looking at. Yeah. Five points percentage, yeah. of course.
0: Better record, you host the game, that's it. And anybody who ever complains about that, it's one more game that you weren't guaranteed. It's a playoff game. Yeah. And win it, and yeah. you move
1: on. Yeah, just win your game. It's like Rod Brennan Moore, Justin Williams. All, all the guys say it, just win your
0: games, and you don't have to worry about whatever else. Exactly. So anybody who's ever gotten upset like with baseball for the one-game play, win the game. Would you rather... I. I There are a bunch of Oriole fans that I know, and when they got put into the play-in game, I'm not dropping names, but we work with a lot of them, and a a lot of them are my friends. They were so upset that we got to play this play-in game. Like, well, would you rather your season be over at 162 and you're not in this game with the chance to go and play for more? Yeah. I'm not saying that. I just don't think it's fair. No, it is fair. It's giving you a chance that wasn't there.
1: Well, that's the thing about the Hurricanes. Uh, You know, we talked to Jordan Martinook about winning three games right before the pause, that was huge because when the Hurricanes left on the road trip, they were not in a playoff spot. And they won three games at the perfect time of the season, as it turned out, to get into a playoff spot. So that now, you know, whatever construct uh, is made for for how the playoffs will be played, assuming that does happen, the Hurricanes are in. They, they, They don't really have to worry about being on the other side of the line. But I know had it been... You know, had the pause come at the beginning of March versus March yeah. 10th or whatever it was, we'd be saying, "Well, you know, we probably uh, the, the the team probably could have worked its way into a playoff spot in the last month of the season," uh, and we'd be av- advocating for some sort of uh, play-in or expanded playoff format or something. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see the way the the NHL handles this. Um, obviously, you, you're going to have teams on the outside that are going to want a chance yeah. to at least get in and i totally understand that
0: i i understand that too but at the same time if we get to the point in the nhl in the nba say the eight that are in when this all stopped are the eight that are in okay yeah uh, I'm, I'm fine with it of course more fine with it because the carolina <laughs> hurricanes are in that top eight they won the three games at the perfect time but i'm i'm fine with that Yeah, and I know that fans are gonna fan and get upset for things, which is fine. But you had in this case for some teams seventy games, sixty-eight games. You know, win your games, you would have been in. That's that. So uh, I don't have I don't have a ton of sympathy for it. But if they do expand it and they say it's a one-game playoff or a three a best of three, however they want to do this, I'll be good with anything. Do you know why? Because it'll be back. We'll yeah, be well watching it. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly.
0: So I wouldn't be upset and with we'll have whatever they decide.
1: And we'll have hockey to talk about instead of abstract theories of how a schedule is going to play out. Because I'm sure it's riveting stuff.
0: I was told there'd be no math. <laughs> and that's really and right. No. The thing that I was going to ask you before you oh, okay. prematurely hit Will Ferrell, that would have got me onto a Well, rant. I didn't hit him. There's no Played physical well. assault here. Played the, play the If you
2: like it, you can take it. If you
0: don't, send it right back. Hi. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Much better. Thank you. I had a question for you. Because with no live sports on TV.
1: Correct. No, yes, no, there's a lot of pre-recorded sports on TV.
0: Which is what I'm about to ask you. Now, in a, a different iteration, I was a sports talk show host for many, 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 many years. Yes. And it's kind of weird how that industry has turned into, at times, You're watching a game that you already know what happened. You're dumb for doing that, which I don't understand how if you are in the sports business, you would tell sports fans they're not smart for doing something that brings them joy. So my question to you, have you ever rewatched a game where you knew the outcome of it? Yes. I have as well. Yeah. Have you ever watched a movie again that has given you joy? Absolutely. So what's the difference?
1: I don't think there is one. You know the outcome. Yeah. But it's just uh, you might pick up on different things. So I tuned into the opening night broadcast last week um, just because I never get to see the broadcast because I'm watching all the games live. So for me, You're even DVRing though you
0: are us, no,
1: sorry. <laughs> so even though I know the outcome,
0: Jones,
1: even though I know the outcome, I know what happens. I know, the you know, the basic storyline of what's going to happen you pick up on certain things and certain plays and you get to appreciate the game from a a a different viewing angle um so yeah I have have no problem at all with it especially if it's if it's something you enjoy yeah like the Dave Ayers game
0: yes which I went back and watched just to see right how it all played out because I actually went back and watched it the next day I do DVR them I went back and watched it but it was still such a you know A haze with everything. Mm -hmm. I went back and watched the replay that it was on the other night, and you pick up on things. And in my mind, I'm remembering. I'm like, oh well, this is going on. This is when all of these drunk Leaf fans were asking me if they could be on the air, (laughs) and I had to tell them no. (laughs) And I had a, you know, I had my broken foot, so I was hobbling down the hallway. They were like, well, if this guy
1: can be in goal, then we can be on the broadcast.
0: Pretty much, probably their mindset. That was. I think one guy actually said that to me <laughs> along those lines. You want me to talk about playing and goal? No, 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 thank you, sir. No, thank you. How come you're not talking right now because I'm the ringside reporter the play by play and analysts are up in the booth. Whistle stops. How come you're not talking now they They're not asking me anything you would think they would you know comprehend the basics uh, about hockey were, broadcast they were they were comprehend they were, putting they were comprehending some some, oh exactly. I don't think they're available at Roger's. Arena Santra uh place.
1: No, Scotia Bank Arena. Scotia Bank Arena. Yeah.
0: That's right. No, I'm sorry. Rogers Longer. is everything else. So yes. <sighs> just call it the Air Canada Center. Just move on from there.
1: The Toronto home hockey
0: place. Building. Sure. <laughs> right next to the Toronto baseball stadium. Yes. Or Toronto baseball stadium. They never like the in front of Skydome. So
1: mm, which it's is cool. a Rogers uh
0: it is. I think that's where I was. Uh, But I'm watching that. and People put this out, and my whole thing is because they like it. It's sports. I'm a sports fan. Sports fans want to watch sports.
1: Right. Uh, I was flipping through the channel yesterday, and, well, this is a bad example. The Phantom Menace was on. I don't particularly – it's Star Wars, so I enjoy it. That movie, maybe not so much, but I still watched it. I still knew what was going to happen. I could have dialed it up without commercials, but I still probably watched at least one set of commercials.
0: <sighs> to to that end, I just don't get how a lot of the commentating has gotten to this. How can you watch a game that you already knew the end? It's all we've got, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's if all there we've was got. if there was a live game on where I didn't know the outcome, sure, I would watch that. But yeah. there isn't one right now. So if you were to tell me, I'm a Minnesota Vikings fan for football. If you were going to replay either New Orleans Saints playoff game, the one that just happened this year, or the one where Stephon Diggs, go and join my hometown, Stephon, who got traded this offseason, where the Minneapolis Miracle, if you told me those games were going to be on start to finish, guess what I'm going to do? Going to watch them. Yep. Because... I would get some kind of joy out of watching it.
1: If you told me either a Super Bowl that the Panthers were in were on, I would turn it off immediately and probably smash my TV yeah, on the that's, front. Step. That's
0: my wife. Every time uh, they do the vignettes of Super Bowls and Super Bowl 25 comes on, I'm always like, hey, come into the room. This is really great. You should watch this. And, and she just immediately walks I, out and makes uh, – she doesn't uh, talk to me for and the honestly, rest of the evening.
1: The problem with the first Super Bowl, I don't remember what number it was. It was in 2004 – When the Panthers played the Patriots, that was actually a really good football game. So from like a football standpoint, I would want to watch watch it. it,
0: But you're not going to watch a game that your team loses.
1: I would turn it off as soon as uh, the Panthers score that touchdown to, I believe it was tie the game late. And then Vinatieri wins it on the field goal. I would turn it off before the kickoff, basically. There you go. And choose to remember the game like that.
0: I've... I have watched the 1978 one game speaking of one game playoffs, one game playoff between the New York Yankees and Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park because one when they played it, I think I was three. so you probably don't. You know, I remember going to places, like my dad took me to games when I was three, so like I remember going to parks or arenas or things like that, but I couldn't comprehend the game or who was playing. So I went I watched that from start to finish. I just I just don't get it. So sports fans, if a game is on and you want to watch it, if a hockey game is on and you want to watch it and uh Fox Sports is replaying Kane's games right now to fill the void. Yeah. Folks, tune in and watch it because if it makes you happy, be happy especially right now.
1: Yeah, that's uh happiness is very important at a time like this and you mentioned Fox Sports uh replaying games coming up on Saturday, March 28th is the hurricane's, uh, overtime victory over Tampa Bay that was played at PNC arena on October 6th. So that was early in the season. Jacob Slavin had the OT winner there. Yep. And then on Tuesday, March 31st, um, the hurricane's uh big win over Detroit. I think it was six, two or something like that. Uh, no, seven, three, sorry. Um, Sebastian Ajo had a couple of goals. That was November 1st here at PNC Arena, so that's replaying Tuesday, March 31st. And I skipped right over uh, the one that's on television tomorrow, which is Tuesday, March 24th. Uh, it's the Hurricanes' overtime win at Washington on October 5th. That was uh, Jake Gardner. Uh, his first goal is a Hurricane, Yep, and it was a big one.
0: I, uh, I recall because the next pregame show, Hurricanes Live, uh, that I was hosting with Shane Willis, good friend of the program, Said this game looked like it was going to get into the weeds. When that happens, what do you do? Call a gardener. Hey. hey Boom. Thank you. Well. Sorry. I was <laughs> I was going to get to rant levels, and I wanted to calm down.
1: <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, so relive some, uh, I guess we can call them classic Hurricanes games Just from this games season. Games from this season. Memorable moments. Exactly. Uh, I, I think there are going to be more coming, but right now uh, there are those three additional games that you have to look forward to over the next week. Uh, I do think there will be some more coming in April.
0: Speaking of more coming, there'll be more Canescasts
1: coming. As there well. will be more Kane's cast coming. Uh, we might venture into a two-a-week
0: schedule. Might be dipping our toe into the water for that.
1: Just because uh, there's uh, not much happening. Yeah. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We'll talk to some interesting people That's part about of the interesting plan.
0: things. And what we're doing to uh, fill the time besides watching replays of games, yeah. maybe what we're watching.
1: Yeah, we'll f- we'll figure out something to talk about. Um but stay tuned. We'll we'll have more information yep. on that.
0: Also, if I could folks, another little public service announcement about helping everybody during this time. A lot of restaurants right now are closing or they're not offering any kind of service as far as going in dining, but they are offering takeout from their menu. If you've got a favorite restaurant and you know that they're doing this and some of these places are doing delivery, some of these places are doing call ahead and pick up and take home, I I ask you sincerely to do this. Uh, Or buy gift certificates because you buy a gift certificate, that money keeps somebody employed, keeps these folks going and and they need it right now. What you can, do what you can. I mean, you can't do this every night, although if there are those of you out there who can, more power. By all means, please do so. I would be so. if I could. But uh, a, a good friend of mine and I were talking about this, and he was talking about, hey, you know, this restaurant, because he was giving me a list. Like, everybody thinks I'm this huge foodie, that you and I are these huge foodies, but we are to a point. But he gave me this list of these places right now, he goes, that are, you know, they're doing curbside, or they're doing delivery. Yeah. And he goes, we got to help them. He goes, because we got to keep the good ones going. So when all this is done, they're still going when we can actually Yep. Enjoy the restaurant. Have and you I patronized uh, one recently? I have. Jay Betsky's, my favorite restaurant in Raleigh. Yep. Uh, it's it's one of, if you have not been, it's one of the best. Uh, John Korzykwinski, the the chef there, the staff is amazing. So you, you need to find him. It's Jay Betsky's, go look it up. Food is fantastic. You'll love it. And uh, it's a great staff. Great, great bunch of people and uh, really, really good food.
1: Over the weekend, me and um. got some uh, takeout from Salt and Lime. In North Raleigh, nice. It's a really good restaurant. It's a uh, Cabo Grill, um, Mexican style, yeah. Baja Mexican. Uh, delicious tacos, excellent chips and salsa, amazing best salsa uh, I think in Raleigh, best salsa that I've had at like a one of those you know Mexican style restaurants. Uh, they're another husband and wife owned business, so if you can help support places like that during this time, uh, they definitely appreciate it.
0: Well, me and if you can, um, uh, have patro- you know, given our patronage to Jay Betsky's twice this week. One was the restaurant made things that you could take home, mm. put in your refrigerator, and then cook yourself. Interesting. And then the other one was, you know, and John's a huge caniac as well. Yeah. To quote our good friend Trip Tracy, big caniac, big caniac.
1: <laughs> That's good. It's true. Uh, so yeah, we'll be back with you. Um soon yes whether it's this week or monday yes uh we'll be back and we'll we'll be sure to keep you updated on on all the schedule
0: well be on the lookout on twitter if you see a question posted hey got anything you want to ask us good chance we're going to be back probably this week yeah so we'll figure that out decent chance
1: but until then stay safe Wash your hands. Yes. Uh, Oh, enjoy Storm Brews, which is the official Canes beer I almost forgot about. We were talking about local. Can't forget a local brewery, R&D Brewing, who brews the official Canes beer, which is Storm Brew. It's a crisp blade lager. It's 97 calories. It's 2.4 carbs per serving.
0: What else is Storm Brew? Crispy. The official sponsor of this podcast. Yes, and And we greatly
1: appreciate that.
0: We do. It's gotten me through a day.
1: We appreciate everyone who enjoys one and then tweets crispy at us or at R&D or just spreads the good word because Storm Brew is tasty and it's the perfect brew for all occasions. Once Cane's home games resume at PNC Arena, you can get a 16-ounce can for $5. Can't beat it.
0: It's a great, great beer to drink with some food that you take home Mm -hmm. or watching a replay of your favorite game.
1: Yep. You can find it at most major retailers. Think about
0: it. If you're watching a Cane's game, You really want to make it close to the atmosphere, enjoy a storm brew with it.
1: Absolutely. You can find it at most major retailers um, at a safe social distance. Yes. Grab you a 12-er and head home and enjoy it.
0: Or a case. Or a case, babe. Yeah, Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Or a sixer, whatever, Whatever you need to get you through.
1: Create your own R&D six-pack, because I know some retailers offer the create your own six-pack. You can pop in a storm brew, uh, a seven Saturdays, a Riviera- you can maybe even try their... Uh, they make the hard seltzers now, too. I've got one right here. and been meaning to try it. It's a key lime flavor.
0: You like the seltzers?
1: Yeah, we'll try one eventually. You're so wise. <laughs> I wish I was covered in hair.
0: Like a miniature Buddha. <laughs> All right. I wasn't going to complete it, but you did. So thanks, Storm Brew. Are you reading my mind right now? <laughs> no, I don't speak Spanish. All right, it's you time ate an to get entire of wheel of cheese. Not even mad.
1: Impressed. Impressed. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon.
0: Yeah, that's a, a good way to end this edition yep. because this is where we're at. So yeah, episode. We're just,
1: <laughs> Wait, we're gonna reach the point where we're just uh, watching Anchorman and p- quoting it as we watch it, and that's gonna be a podcast.
0: Yes, I'm fine. that might actually happen. I'm fine with that. <laughs> nah, I probably won't. I might don't. Don't never say never. Tune in to find out. He, there's only one way to find out what... we ...will be next on Kane's Cast. It's tuning in. Exactly.
1: Listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing. Uh, shout out to those who have reviewed yep. us recently on Apple Podcast. One of them says, thanks for the positivity. You're welcome for the positivity. Yeah. That's what we're trying to do here is spread a little love and spread a little happiness in a time where it might otherwise be tough to find.
0: And I have found that staying positive... Helps keep pushing the rock forward. Being negative yep. doesn't do any good. Doesn't. I agree. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Much better. All right. That'll do it for this episode. Maybe one coming out later this week. Definitely one next Monday. For the web's Michael Smith
1: and TV's Mike Maniscalco.
0: We will talk to you soon.
1: Moy, Moy. Thank you. Thank you all for listening to this podcast. <laughs>